When I was a homeless teenager, I remember standing on the corner and just watching intensely city activities, shoppers doing their thing, business people, very direct and going to where they want, they knew what they wanted, other homeless, uh, you know, sitting there and feeling the weight on their world. Children and families and tourists walking around and enjoying the sights and looking happy. And I'd watch the activities that unfold in pockets of time, their reactions, their emotions that hovered like I could feel them. And it helped me to feel alive in many respects. But my ability to stand there and not be seen was because I was invisible. I would walk through late night laneways that were dangerous, but I was okay. I witnessed some horrific crimes, even a couple of murders, that if I was seen, I would have been harmed. But I wasn't. Oh, well, I was internally because of what I was seeing at such a young age of 16. But what I was experiencing was this cloak of invisibility that helped my world at that time. It was quite unconscious to me. And and it would come in handy at times because I could then walk into hotels and use their bathroom on the ground floor without anyone noticing me and and having a shower and using a toilet and feeling like I can survive. And as life went on, even though unconsciously this invisibility came from my childhood trauma as a protection mechanism to keep me safe, In my teenage years, it also kept me safe in in many ways from all those things. As I was running and hiding and trying just to get by and exist and work out the meaning of life at that point. But what caused me to have this unconscious invisibility? It's nothing to do with Harry Potter's invisibility cloak. Because it unconsciously comes and goes and you don't even realise because it's in your subconscious programming. And if you've gone through trauma or if you feel shame and guilt over things that you've gone through in your past, you've lived through, 
or you've gone through any abuse that you feel like it's your fault, somehow your fault. You could have this invisibility as well. The things that I look back to of how I got this is that I felt uh, that feeling of abandonment when my mother gave me up as a baby and left me in the abuser's hands of her husband. When I disappeared in my mind during sexual trauma, that's a sense of that protection mechanism of being invisible at this moment because you don't want to be in the moment. That feeling like I was rejected so many times by adults when all I was doing was searching for love and attention and anything that someone will see me. Someone see my hurt and pain and, and ask the questions, but being invisible, I, I wasn't there. Watching my parents use alcohol all day and night, which I presumed always presumed it was to cope with what he was doing to me but that may not have been the case it maybe that's my reconciliation with myself that he would realize that what he was doing is actually so wrong but all these things have caused this unconscious invisibility in me and, and, and part of those tra early childhood traumas that I'd gone through is holding on to that shame and that guilt inside, feeling that abuse that I went through was somehow my fault and not feeling like I was worthy of living and so I was merely existing. It seemed... So much easier as a child to stay quiet, to hide, to run away. And, and many times I was sitting behind the couch alone, sucking on sugar cubes. <laughs> Which is really funny because I don't have a sweet tooth now. Um, I was sitting outside with my dog in the dark and the in summer in a cave together in the laundry during a storm protecting and loving each other I was sitting with her um, at the side gate on the cold concrete in my pajamas anything but to be inside the house with him they were all signs of my invisibility, not that I saw that then. And that continued, that feeling of growing up into adulthood stayed with me because I wasn't dealing with it. I was pushing it down. I, I didn't know how to deal with it and what I had lived through. I didn't know if that was a normal thing because it happened for me from age four and upwards. I had no idea about what normal life was. I didn't know that I deserved to live or to be seen or to be heard. I, I had no concept of that and yet I craved to be heard and accepted. And throughout my life I would stay at people's houses 
um, at various times, you know, when you go and visit a friend and you go down to their place and you stay for a few days and I lived as though I didn't exist in those places. And some would even comment, like, I hardly even noticed you were here. I knew why. It was the story of my life. I made sure I, I always packed, never had anything left around the house. It was all in one spot. It couldn't be seen. I'd never leave my towel or toiletry bag in their bathroom because they might notice that I was there. All of those things aren't normal. And I never knew that. Does any of this resonate with you? Or it might be other trauma that you have lived through. It could be domestic violence in your adulthood or racism that you've gone through and you've been bullied because of who you are. And that you've experienced that and put you in this place of feeling the need to hide to be invisible and any fears of rejection and abandonment, shame, guilt that we're holding on to subconsciously may result in having this internal invisibility cloak around us without us knowing. I know mine was completely unconscious out of my subconscious pre-programming that is, you know, most percentage of our brain until I turned 38 and then I recall one time in Northern Ireland I was walking into this cafe in breakfast and I was staying with two of my gay friends and I had walked out of the house and I thought it would be nice really to go down and just have some they, they can have their time and I can have my time and so I went into this uh, breakfast cafe around the corner and I saw a nice seat in this sort of window area in a corner which I liked and in um, the sun slightly coming in in the morning it was just perf just perfect for me and I walked in there and I sat down and I there was menus at the table and I looked for what I wanted I decided within about five ten minutes what I wanted I wasn't in any rush but I was sitting there for 45 minutes and no one had noticed me. And then, and during that time, I saw people come and go. I saw people come in, couples come in and families and sit at another table and the waitress will come over and take their order. And yet I was still sitting there. And I was asking myself, is it because I'm alone? that they think that maybe I'm waiting for someone or is it because I'm not here? I'm, I know that I was there, but because they can't see me, am I invisible? And so I decided that I, I, I'm just going to walk out. I'm just going to test this invisibility and I'm just going to walk out as though I'm still invisible and then walk back in. And so this time I walked in, I opened the door with full confidence. I felt tall, my shoulders were back. I, I felt like I existed, that I was living. I sat down in the same chair in the corner 
I made eye contact with her and with others around me and the waitress came straight away. She didn't even know that I existed before. From that time on, my invisibility cloak became conscious. Before that, my invisibility made the feeling of rejection a more deadly sting because every time I was not seen or not looked after like that waitress, why isn't she coming over to me? That just made that rejection feel even worse. What's wrong with me? Asking all those worthlessness, hopelessness questions over and over again in my life, right up to when I was 38 at this point in Belfast. But now I could see, I could see what was going on. I see it now. And then I learned how to use it wisely as a gift. So when something becomes conscious, then we have a choice. Before, it was part of my pre-programmed subconscious that I could never see how it operated. But now in that Belfast cafe, I could see my body position and the difference it made. I learned that when I was invisible, I slumped over more. I was downcast. I had a low self-worth. My eyes were drawn to the ground when I walked. I, I never made eye contact with anyone. It was like I wasn't there. And what does that leave me? That leaves me with full of shame. But when I walk back in that cave, uh, cafe in that full upright position, confident eye, eye contact on the people that mattered in that moment like the waitress, then I was visible. I was full of courage. I can feel the difference between the two within my own self when I am filled with shame or that slumped down, downcast feeling of low self-worth, which we all know is not the nicest place to be. Or to bring yourself up and feel that confidence and feel that courage to move forward and to grow and to go past where that place where you are. So I adapted. I practiced my movements consciously. And I noted the change in behaviour of others towards me. I purposely sometimes walk down the street in my invisibility. And I noticed that no one noticed I was there. One time I even had someone walk straight through me. Like, not literally, they walked into me. <laughs> but they, they turned around and honestly said, I'm sorry, I didn't even see you. And then I knew... This is so true. I have brought it out into the open and now I have a choice. So I am going to use this as a gift. But part of using it as a gift and changing in that choice is not just about pre-programming my body movements, 
my positions and how I was going to tackle that's part of the job. But the other part of the job is I needed to change my internal beliefs because we know that beliefs about ourselves drive our behavior. So I needed to believe in me. I needed to believe that all that happened to me, it was not my fault. All that happened to you is not your fault. I have no need to carry this guilt and shame. You have no need to carry this guilt and shame. I needed to forgive the people who had hurt me. By doing so, I chose to let go of that. It was no longer eating me alive from the inside out. And this released the reliving of those painful memories and set me free because forgiveness is about setting you free, not setting the person that hurt you free. They have to do that. That's up to them. I made trauma part of my as I made all the things that happen in my life my trauma part of my history it's not gone it's integrated into my experiences so I can give out of that space of learning so I can do the things that I'm doing today to empower others and community and each other out of my experiences and so I stood in the belief that I am who I am because of what I have gone through I can give out of these places now that I have self-love and self-acceptance and each day I nurture myself to a place that I feel balanced with society and life so that I'm not merely existing but I am living and we each have got to find that balance on our own. What do we need? What is our body saying that we are needing right at this moment? And I've talked a number of times on listening to ourselves, listening to what's happening inside of us. Train yourself to hear your three brains together, your mind, your heart and your gut. I've learned to align those things and then listen to my gut, my intuition on things and then act on that because when I align those three brains together and act on my intuition and gut feeling, 100% of the time it's been right. And I am strong and courageous out of these experiences. The best of our lives is not behind us, nor is the things that we have lost deems us worthless. We have gained so much more. And what now is gold? What we are living in the present moment is gold because of what we have gone through. And what is to come is priceless. So if we are being dragged back into our past, it's time to deal with those things. To know that it's not your fault, that you do not have to carry this shame and guilt. You don't have to suffer anymore. 
You don't have to do this alone. As we peel back those layers and it becomes more conscious in our reckoning, then we can have that choice to make that difference in our lives, to free ourselves from the pain and from the things that are holding us back so that we can now enjoy the now, the present moment, the gold that awaits for you. And what is to come being priceless is because we stand in victory now, having removed all those things that are holding us back and growing and helping us to move forward and learning to be able to be who we are, to be able to be the best that we can be for yourselves and for others and for your purpose in this world. I tell you, it's an amazing place to be, a place I have stood in many times. And the more that I grow, the more that I feel it, the more that I peel back those layers, the more that I sit in this place of amazing victory. This is for you as well. You have to want it. You have to work hard to get there. The road is narrow and winding and rough at times. But I know that you can do it. Set your mind on the prize that is to come. as you work through those things. The shame and the guilt and all those things, rejection and other things that we hold on to is no longer there for us to hold on to anymore. For you are worth it. You are worth the price. The prize that is coming for you. Stand strong, stand confident, stand in victory, be courageous.